the Michigan GT is coming at you. Welcome, gamers, to episode 19 of the Michigan GT Podcast. I got nothing for 19. Like, I was trying to think of something because, I mean, we were 16 and we were finally legal. Right, right, yeah. Last episode, we right. were able to vote. Right. There's not much. 19's, like, that really awkward where, like, you're technically an adult, but no one you, nobody really treats cares. you like an adult, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, there's a couple. Because yeah, you're out of school. 20's but... kind of the same thing, but at least you made it into that next decade. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, well. Well, welcome. How's it going? Good, Rick. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Been uh, busy. Yeah, it's been a busy couple weeks, but we, uh, we yes. made it back, and we're ready to share all kinds of glorious news with the listeners. Yep, and we got a special guest tonight. Yeah, Chris from Crystalum Games. Yep. I wonder if Crystalum and Chris, I wonder if that had something to do with anything? Maybe. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean... Probably not, though. Probably not, yeah. but it, it kind of works. Yeah, it just, just jumped into my head now. Chris and Crystalum? Yeah. 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 <laughs> kind of interesting. Well, awesome. Uh, yeah, so we got an interview with Chris coming up, and then we're just going to we'll go through our our standards, uh, you know. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. This. Definitely some hobby time. That's for, yeah. <laughs> Probably focus a little bit on that. And, oh, uh, yeah. And, yeah, so sit back and enjoy the show, and uh, we'll see you soon. See you soon, yeah. This episode is brought to you by Gaddis Gaming, Overlooked Heroes, Unmatched Gaming. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's time for the Dissecting the GT segment. For this segment this week, we're welcomed by a special guest, Chris Masucci. Sorry, Chris, I had to make sure I was going to say that right before I stuttered over your name. Uh, Chris is with uh, Crystalum Games. You have a new Kickstarter out, and you're on to share with the world what your Kickstarter is all about. Chris, how you doing? Yeah, super excited to uh, talk to you guys today, and I want to say thank you for having me on. Oh, it's our pleasure. And- I'm grateful for this opportunity to talk about the project. Yeah, awesome. So uh, let's just jump right into it. So you just launched a Kickstarter. Uh, as yes. our listeners in in their timeline, this will be, it's been out for probably a couple of weeks now. Yeah. Uh, so you're about halfway about through your halfway. Kickstarter in, in our magical, uh, you know, time jump here. <laughs> so uh, why don't you share with our listeners what you got going on? So the game is uh, microscale. It's uh, between six millimeter and 15 millimeter. The official models we're putting out are in 15 millimeter scale. So think kind of your Flames of War, Team Yankee, that kind of size and figure. Awesome. But we also have to scale down the overall figure counts of the kind of game. So instead of doing uh, platoon scale, or sorry, company scale, it's more platoon scale. So you have oh, interesting. three. Um, a few tank units, things like that. And it's um, a big focus on combined arms as well. Right on. Okay. And are, are we talking like a World War II genre or are we more like a science fiction or? So it's more science fiction. And I always kind of, uh, in my personal gaming habits, have gravitated towards, uh, it's, it's kind of like a subgenre. If you guys are familiar with diesel punk, it's kind of like sci-fi World War II. Right on. But in our case, I wanted to kind of, uh, use the, use some design cues from Diesel Punk, but change them up a bit. So we actually accelerated our technology base about mm, anywhere from ten to well fifty years after well, like a, what was the World War II setting base. So it's actually Cold War technology. Oh, very cool. Fiction. So kind of like an alternate history in, in what things kind of might have been, you know, if things would have gone a little bit differently, kind of thing. 
Sure, sure. Yeah, we have an inciting incident. There's kind of like a, a global disaster that reshapes the earth. And, and not only is it hard sci-fi, there's a bit of fantasy in there. There's a whole faction that's just monsters that have come up out of the earth. And, uh, oh, I'm sold pretty on wack- that one. <laughs> <laughs> Very neat. That sounds like a, a really cool idea. Um, have you know, kind of ties into, have you seen Man in the High Castle? Yes. I, yeah, yeah. That's uh, it's been running for a while now, right? Did that show ever end? Uh, yeah, it's been, it's been over for a bit. I think it ran like four or five seasons uh, on Amazon, and I thought it was uh, a pretty cool take on an alternate, alternate history. Yeah, yeah. This is a bit further, I think, even than that. A lot of our vehicles take design cues from things like the T-70, the Abrams, uh, the French Leclerc oh, tanky okay. vehicle based off. Nice. Very cool. Very, very cool. So what made you gravitate towards uh, this type of this type of uh, universe to develop? So it actually started originally, funny enough, in, in role-playing games. Um, I run a lot of role-playing games uh, years ago, at least now, for friends and science fiction. That Science fiction, like fantasy hybrid, was always something really fun. Our game of choice, uh, and it's a game I still love to this day, it's called uh, Rifts RPG. You guys have heard of that? Oh, but, yeah. Yes. I remember Rifts. <laughs> It's, it's awesome. I love that game so much. And um, you can just kind of come up with any idea and it works, right? right? Yeah, it was a very so, cool universe for sure. Uh, incredibly expansive, right? I don't know. Oh. I don't really know of any role-playing game that has that much content released for it. I mean, D&D probably, obviously, but uh, outside, of, outside that of that, right. Yeah, Palladium, I mean, just the amount of, of just straight source books is insane for that game. Oh, yeah. There, there's tons of material. So... Over the years of running games uh, in, in, in the Rift system, I kind of always created my own like little part of the U.S. Right that was out in canon of the books, even though it was influenced by it. And we kind of slowly came up with this idea of, uh, you know, the post-apocalyptic setting, the, the, the crystals as a power source, which obviously is heavily borrowed from some video game ideas as well. But um, we wanted to put it all together inside of a war game. And one of the games we had just started picking up was... Um, Team Yankee and some other micro-scale, uh, micro-armor and stuff like that my, my gaming group was kind of getting into. And a lot of those games were very crunch-heavy and they required a lot of figures. Sure. So we originally started experimenting by just cutting down our, our historical game platoons little by little until we got to, like, I don't know, maybe 20, 30 figures a side. And we started, you know, playing that way. A lot of fun. And we decided to start introducing mechanics from other games that we enjoyed. Uh, and there's a bunch of them in there, so many uh, inspirations. And it kind of became its own thing. And a big, uh, big kind of deciding factor was actually the pandemic. Uh, myself and a lot of my friends with a lot of design talent, a lot of art copy talent, and myself, who I, I, can, I can write a bit, at least I think I can. <laughs> uh, we had all this time now to sit down and do something. We couldn't go to the store and play games. Right on, yeah. So, we said, hey, you know, all those things we've been playing around with, why don't we sit down and just start putting it in a Word document? And that Word document turned into a Google Drive, and the Google Drive turned into a Google Drive with 20 folders in it, and you know how it goes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Kind of took a life of its own almost, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. I still have that Google Drive. It's still active, and we're working on, um, actually, to give you a little sneak peek, our first expansion book is actually going into layout. It went into layout officially last Friday. Oh, that's amazing. Maybe around hopefully uh, maybe the fall, maybe a bit after that, oh, depending on how it Sounds very cool. Uh, so where are you based out of, Chris? So I live in New Jersey. 
Oh, okay. Insert, insert joke there. <laughs> <laughs> like, like outside New York or like more like Southern New Jersey? Uh, actually right outside New York. Um, I was right on the border of um, rural Pennsylvania and uh, upstate New York. And I could probably get to the city in about 45 minutes. Oh, nice. A good day. Very cool. Yeah. yeah, that's not bad. No, that's awesome. Well, very cool. So what is your, you know, you, you said you played a lot of Team Yankee and um, Flames of War and that kind of thing. Is that is our historical gaming? Is that pretty much your bread and butter, your background? I mean, obviously you said so, riffs and stuff like that with role playing, but on tabletop. So actually it's been a bit of an odd journey. I started originally as a really little kid, obviously, um, with Warhammer and that kind of continued on for a while. And really up until... I would say eighth edition Warhammer. There was a stint where we played a ton of Flames of War at an, at an old shop that's that's long gone now, unfortunately. But um, it was Warhammer for the longest time, and, and, I, and I, even though I haven't played Warhammer in a very long time, uh, I'm going to go back to the Horror Heresy. They're putting all those shiny new toys in our face. Isn't that so, exciting? Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. 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 yeah we'll, we'll be talking about that in a few minutes here. As oh, a matter of without fact. a doubt. Yeah. I won't spoil anything, but uh, yeah, they pull you right back in every time you think you're done. That's true. But um, another big game I got into uh, a couple of years ago was uh, Bolt Action, actually by Warlord yep. Games. Yes, they're and, they're also a sponsor of our event. Yeah, they'll be they'll actually be, actually there be on there. site. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I I, I jumped into Conflict Forty Seven and actually ran a bit. This is a long time ago. Every anything time to talk about anything pre pandemic, it seems like it was like an ancient right. like like an yeah that you found you know a hundred years ago. Absolutely. Um, it was in 2019. I ran a campaign at my local store for Conflict 47, and we got so much support. It was so great. Oh my god, we had maybe about 10 people playing. It was, it was a lot of fun. Oh, nice. And um, yeah, I really kind of got into the weird war setting that way. I made my custom models. I, I bought all the uh, conflict models I could get. I still have a ton of them, and I just had so much fun with it. It was it was like it was just a great it was a great time. So I wanted to kind of take that alternate history route and run with it. Right on. Uh, so, yeah, I guess, yeah, historicals have always been kind of in an interest, but if you pile sci-fi on top of it, I'm, I'm even more down for it. Yeah, I, I absolutely could see that. That's very cool. Yeah, and then Warlord Games is a great outfit, too. I love their stuff, and I actually got the opportunity to do some stuff for them um, uh, a couple years ago, and, and I'm still doing some work for them kind of in the periphery now. Oh, very cool. Um, so with the with the Kickstarter, obviously you're you're trying to get as many uh, backers as you can so that they can get a hold of your product as soon as it comes to market. Um, what are your plans for getting your game to market for those that you know who weren't fortunate enough to catch your Kickstarter? So we right now we're running the Kickstarter. Um, we're seeing how our sales do there. It, it, this is a very kind of new venture. We're very small. Mm-hmm. Um, Want to keep kind of expectations uh, reasonable. Right. So we're doing a small out of physical product. We are selling FDL files. That is a big part of it. Oh, so, all of so you're expecting a lot of people to actually print their own miniatures. Yeah, if, if they're interested in that, we are doing physicals as well. Um, okay. They are limited in some regards uh, as to how many we can produce, so there are limits on, on some of those tiers. And um, we have things like uh, dice and templates and tokens and all that stuff, again, in limited quantities. Sure. Uh, our for the future, and this is if everything goes well, um, certain websites like My Mini Factory may host the FTL files, and then the physicals would be available on uh, Gaddis Gaming. 
Okay, very cool. And, and so Gaddis, are they are they actually manufacturing your models for you? Uh, right now, we have an overseas manufacturer in Spain, uh, an amazing guy who uh, runs a company called Kinetic 3D Printing. They have a print farm out there, and we've done a lot of our prototyping and stuff out there, and he's helping us do some resin stuff. And um, Yeah, I would assume that all your models, miniatures, would be in resin rather than uh, PLA. Yeah, yeah oh, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, right. Resin, because, yeah, yeah, which is like garbage if it was PLA. No, 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 it's no PLA. It, it's all resin. It's all incredibly high quality. Um, the details on the tanks and stuff. I was just taking some more uh, pictures of the tanks today to put on Instagram, and they are really, really nice. Awesome. Um, now, super- are you the STL designer yourself, or do you subcontract that out for the people? So we have two designers on staff, um, a good friend of mine, Dallas Messina, and another friend of mine, uh, Riley Hereford, and they are some of the most talented and wonderful people I've ever worked with. Very cool. And they're, they're able to crank these these vehicles and stuff out and, and really put some cool stuff out there. Oh, yeah. Believe me, there, there are many, many late night meetings that, that you know, because a lot of us work nine to five. I still work a you know, normal nine to five. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So it's, it's essentially do your work, come home, and get work. on the computer. And work. Yeah. And work and work and work and work. Right. <laughs> well, I, you know, the vast majority of people out there who've really made it have worked a ton of hours for free. Yep. You know, that's that's kind of what it takes to really uh, to achieve your goals. You know, you, you got to put in that work, that, the work that's not going to give you any you know, delayed gratification, right? Yeah. Uh, you, you put off, you know, getting something now, you know, put the hard work in, and, and hopefully you reap the benefits later. Yeah, of course. No, that's and... super, super cool. I wish you guys the best of luck. Okay, thank you so much, guys. So, yeah. real quick, speaking of your Kickstarter, so what's the inspiration for the Crystallum Horde Shamblers? Okay, so the Shamblers, the Walkers. Um, I think, actually, I remember this. My uh, That was actually sculpted by Dallas Messina, and he really liked the look of, oh, God, what was it called? I think the ATDT from Star Wars, which is like an ATSC, but it's got like a, yeah. like a gun platform. And we, we, we kind of, that's our kind of like take on something similar, but it's all enclosed on top. And um, eventually, for even the Crystal and Horde stuff, we had like uncorrupted versions of those that we're going to release as a different units. Oh, okay. So you'll see mechs, uh, and, and even new mechs for them. We have something, uh, another sneak peek in the expansion. They get a unit called the Crystalum Trebuchet, which uh, fires a, a projectile that tears a hole in reality. Excellent. <laughs> nice. That sounds like a good time there. <laughs> Uh, how, how many factions do you have for the game? Uh, right now we have four. And in our expansion, we are adding three more for total seven. Oh, wow. Okay. Right that, that's pretty that's a good hefty number. to start with. Yeah, for sure. I bet your designers are uh, pulling their hair out trying to get everything ready in time. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, everything – well, uh, one positive is actually everything on the Kickstarter is already done. The model, oh, the final awesome. Line, that's fantastic. Ready to go. And, um, yeah, pretty much we just need to see what the order numbers look like, and we'll get that stuff produced right. and out to people as soon as we can. So what, what's your projected delivery on the Kickstarter? So right now the projected delivery on the Kickstarter is set at March 2023, and that's just to give ourselves a lot of time. Right We're going to lose some time uh, ordering uh, bulk materials and things like that. We have to kind of schedule time out for that. Mm-hmm. So uh, my goal is obviously to deliver uh, before that, and we'll definitely definitely deliver by that date. Okay, that's awesome. And do you have like a uh, producer for like your tokens and dice all lined up? Yes, we do. Um, uh, Custom by Laser 
are our guys who do the uh, tokens and the dice are done by Chessex. And oh, actually, those Chessex. are sitting, sitting in a warehouse ready to go. Oh, really? That's nice. Uh, yeah. We actually have traditionally used them for the GT, but we are not using them this year because mm. they wouldn't take an order as big as the one we wanted to place. Oh, jeez. Yep. We were told it was too much work for them right now with, with where they're at with their staffing situation. So... Uh, we, yeah, we had to find an alternate source, which was disappointing because we really liked their products. Yep. I'm sorry, you cut out, Chris. What'd you say? Oh, sorry. I was, I was agreeing with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, awesome. Well, Chris, thank you very much for uh, coming on and uh, sharing this adventure with us. We really appreciate it. Uh, and uh, for those of you who are interested in finding out more about Crystallum, you can stop by the Gaddis Gaming booth at the Michigan GT. He'll have all the information there, and you can you can check out a sample. I would bet uh, if they're if they're up and running by then, which you should be by October, I'd say. Yeah, we actually have um, we have three ups of the models, like really big ones, to show up to people so they can see the, the quality of the sculpt, awesome. and we have one to fifty millimeter scale as well. Oh, and so will nice. Lee, will Lee have those at the booth? I will double check with him. I can't speak for him, but I will let him know that, uh, that there's that, interest. That, yeah. Yeah. Very yeah, cool. Definitely. Well, awesome, Chris. Thank you very much. And we appreciate you and best of luck with the Kickstarter. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. AFK games in Holt is celebrating 10 years. We moved into our new 7,400 square foot space late last year and now have comfortable space for over a hundred gamers. We continue to expand our terrain selection and keep a full event calendar. With our expanded space, we've also broadened and deepened our stock of gaming and hobby supplies. It's time for the news, see? <laughs> I can't even that's so awesome. <laughs> you like that? I do. I like that. Excellent. Um, I don't have a voice like that yet, but we'll figure out something. <laughs> you work out. Yeah, so we got we got some news coming up here. Yes, so, we do. Uh, the big news on the block is that the Michigan GT... Uh, is live! It is live. The website's live. Ticket yes, sales are live. Uh, so if you're listening to this and you want to come, but you don't have tickets yet, run out and get them. While, yeah. While you can. Yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, the biggest thing about getting a ticket soon, uh, getting them now means, one, it saves your spot. Yes. Uh, because, like, there was a pretty big wait list for 40K last year, wasn't there? There was. Yeah. And it, nobody likes to be on a waiting list. <laughs> no, no. It's better to know that you're going to be there for yeah. sure. You know. Uh, and plus, that actually helps us with helping them with price support. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we, we gauge all of our prize support for all of our systems based upon attendance. Yep. Uh, and then we have to have a cutoff date for that too, which yeah. granted we're not really close to that yet. No. But um, you know, the earlier that people get signed up, the you know, earlier that you know, we can get the the price support situated and, and get yeah, that all definitely. worked out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we got a lot of very cool things going on this year. Um, you know, from I'm sure many of you have checked out the website already. Uh, but you know, not only do we have the awesome, you know, forty K championship, which is kind of our flagship event. Uh, but there's also a very cool narrative 40k campaign. It's a two day campaign. Uh, it's using their um, oh the crusade system. Okay. Uh, so right on. Yep. So it's kind of out of the like the, the core rule book, but you know with some one weekend twists going yeah. on to it. So that should be a very cool thing. 
Uh, also, what I expect to actually be a hot item here shortly, even though it may not be ahead of time, is going to be the Horace Heresy. Horace Heresy, campaign. yeah. Right. Uh, so this is an event that has traditionally done very well at the GT. Yep. Um, they have very good attendance year in, year out. We may not sell it out every year, but it's close every single year. Uh, the guys that consistently show up are a great group of dudes. Uh, they just put on such a, a great event at the GT. Yeah. And it's a just I really see an influx of people getting into the horse heresy here in the next couple months. I don't know oh, why. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> so uh, I, I could really see that event filling up Popping, yeah. rather quickly. And it should be as cool as ever. Uh, and that has traditionally, and, you know, I know the guys that are running it, and it's going to be again this year. It's traditionally a campaign. A campaign. Yep. A two-day campaign where all the games that you play over the course of the weekend are linked together. Uh, Loyalists versus traitors. And you know, tra- the battle to see who comes out on top. Yep. And another cool, really cool thing that they do is they tie other events up along the, the year. All are connected and to they, this. And they connect yep. together, and that affects what's going to go on at the GT. Now, granted, you don't have to par- participate in those other events to participate in the GT. Sure. It's, it's a narrative thing. It just kind of yep. ties it all together. You know, if you're not into the narrative thing, you can still show up and play games. But most of the people that are into the Horus Heresy, it's kind of like that historical gaming grognard yeah. of the 40K universe, <laughs> if you yeah. know what I mean. Uh, so, yeah, so those guys tend to, you know, definitely tend to, you know, march by the, the drum of their own... Yeah. Beat, beat of their own drum. Beat of their yeah. own drum. Beat of their own drum. That's, that was the phrase. And in a great, cool way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a blasting last year. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully this year I have a little bit more time to actually go over and yeah. check out while the games are actually in play. And those guys put tons of time and effort oh, in the yeah, they do. It looks so attractive and they just do a great job. Yeah. It's very, very cool. And then, of course, you got Age of Sigmar. Yeah, we got AOS singles, AOS doubles. We got a 40K doubles. Uh, we got loads of Star Wars events between Legion and X-Wing and Armada. We got yep. that kind of stuff. We got War Machine Hordes going on. Absolutely. Uh, multiple events for that. You know, we got some smaller Friday night events, you know, and then a big singles event Sunday, and then a huge team event on, or I'm sorry, singles on Saturday, then the, or, or the other way around. And then the Michigan Cup on Sunday. I think the Michigan Cup's on Sunday. Michigan Cup's on Sunday. There you go. Uh, so... <laughs> Regardless, if you're in the War Machine Hordes, yes, we got multiple events. Uh, we got a conquest event going on this year. Yep. I know tickets are already moving pretty well for that. I think right they're on. down to only eight slots left. Oh, sweet! Yeah, um, so that's very cool. I'm excited to see that game um, present have, and doing well. We have a whole bunch of other. I mean, we have a whole bunch of smaller game systems too. I yeah. mean, we've got Bolt Action is going to be there. Marvel Crisis Protocol, right? And, and the Bolt Action is. Extremely cool as well. The guys that put that on, like yep. the, the terrain looks amazing. They do a great job of uh, really creating that historical that recreation. Yeah, you know, uh, and th- you know their events are always you know very th- narrative themed that kind of thing. Yep, it, uh, it, very historical war gaming, right? Though, regardless of what game system is, yeah, it, the the campaign style, the story driven, those are my favorite because you it seems like you get more out of those than. Just going for first. Right. Because you're part of a story. Right, absolutely. And I love that part. Absolutely. Uh, we also, of course, have Mantic there. Right. <laughs> we yep. got Kings yeah. of War. Absolutely. Firefight. Yep. Uh, so Firefight 2nd Edition with that, this is going to be the first big U.S. tournament. Oh. Yeah. 
Very cool. <laughs> They've had one over the UK, but this is the first in the US. Oh, nice. Uh, and then, of course, we'll have Dead Zone, Armada, and Kings of War there. Oh, exciting. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, what am I hey, missing? Oh, we're missing something kind of big here that's new. Marvel Crisis Protocol? Well, no. Okay. But that's a big the, thing. That's a big thing. That's, right. that's a huge thing. I don't want to take about yeah, that. Yeah, there's a lot of people playing um, that nowadays. We have some hobby stuff going oh, on. Oh, that's very, very true. Yes. Which is huge for us. It really is huge for us. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're dipping our toe into having some painting classes at the GT. Yeah. So we got none other than the Dave Taylor. <laughs> yeah. He's coming in from Baltimore to teach some classes. Uh, so it's a, a really cool opportunity for local painters and artists to, you know, sit in with someone who's got a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge and he's looking to share some of that knowledge and it's at a very reasonable price. Uh, the classes aren't terribly long. I think they're a 90 minute yeah, class, but he's only charging 35 bucks for the class, which is amazing. It's a very good price for the knowledge. I wonder if that I can fit that in my schedule. <laughs> I bet you can at least one of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a huge, it's not a huge ask really. No, and so we also have the Michigan GT Paint Cup. Yes, uh, yeah, also, <laughs> which Dave is helping us with as well. Awesome. So, yeah, we're trying to come up with a, a fun, clever name for the <laughs> painting competition, and, and that's kind of where we landed. Hey, it works. Oh uh, Yeah, everyone uses a paint cup. Yep, we sure do. Right, yeah. So, um, yeah, so the Michigan GT Paint Cup, what that's going to be is it's a, um, it's a basic, it's a painting competition. Yep. So we have uh, five categories. Uh, there is a single miniature. Okay. There is units. All right. And there's large miniature. So like a tank or a giant or whatever. Yep. And then uh, the final normal category is uh, dual. So oh, like okay. a little little uh, diorama yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And I then like uh, we're also having a young bloods competition as well. Oh, so, I need a bug Levi. Yeah, you should. I think uh, you should definitely he's do something. Probably going to be one of the last years he qualifies because I think it's 15, 15 in, in a, Well, for um, Levi, he's got a couple years then. Oh, is he 13? He's, so he turns 13 this year. Okay. So he's still got He's got a minute. Rachel's out of it. Yeah, she's gone. She's got <laughs> she's to go into the, the big girl competition yeah. if she wants in. But yeah, I'm really excited about that. Uh, so uh, that's going to be uh, judged in the standard uh, podium style. Okay. First, second, third. Yep. Um. And so each category will get prized out and, you know, the best, awesome. the best in each category, you know, people can win one of those things. Now, the awesome thing is that if you're playing in any of our events, uh, the All competition's right. Saturday only. Okay. Um, so you can start turning your stuff in 9 a.m. And then uh, your entry has to be in by 3 p.m. Okay. If you want to okay. if you want to enter in the competition. And then um, judging will happen sometime after that. Uh, will be wrapped up by. I think we're going to plan on giving awards out at 7, 7.30, okay. somewhere around there. That's not bad. So if you're playing in any of our events, you can enter each category once for free. With your Sweet. T- with your ticket. Well, that's pretty cool, actually. Right. Yeah, so if you know, you're playing in Armada, yep. for example, and you can bring one of each category, um, all five if you're 15, Yep. But I figure most of be at four max, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you can enter it in. And um, and if you are not playing in any of the events, it'll cost you five bucks. Five bucks. For an entry. Okay. If, if you want to do more than one, it's, All right. it's ten. Okay. That's it. So, so all four. So you can do, for you can 10 do bucks, all four for ten bucks. Ten bucks, you can do all four. Oh, that's quite the deal. Yeah. Actually, I mean, that sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, right. And, and also... It, you know, if especially if you're like uh, 
fledgling isn't the, fledgling isn't the right word, but how about a uh, non-competitive painter? Yes. Right. If if entering painting competitions isn't something that you have normally done, yep. This is a great opportunity to try something out that you haven't tried. Try before, something new. Yeah. Right. And if you're in our 40k event, you've already paid your money for your 40k ticket. Yep. Why not enter something in the painting competition? Well, yeah, definitely. Right. I mean, it's not. The only thing that you're doing is putting yourself out there. Yeah. You know, there's no no risk. You know, there's no extra money. You know, no nothing like that. You know, you've already you already got your ticket. Enter. Yep. You know, makes throw, sense throw to me. And, I mean, definitely. And you know, if you are into painting, it's yeah. a really cool opportunity to maybe get a little bit of feedback. I mean, yeah. Right. You know, and yeah. Who was it that you said was helping with this? It's Dave Taylor. Huh. Yeah. Dave Taylor Miniatures.com. So, Dave Taylor yeah. is helping with the painting contest. Yeah, he's, he's the head judge for the what painting contest. What better way to get your stuff out there and have somebody like that? Right. and I mean, it's worth it. There's a pretty decent chance, especially if you're willing to buy him a pint after the event, <laughs> that you, know, you could probably get his ear for a little while. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, ask him, you know, so say you don't make the cut. You, know, you can find out why. You can maybe. find out why. Yeah. yeah. What do I need? What would what would I have needed to do to this to make the cut? You know. What do you think? You know. What do I need to work on? You know. And it, it's. You know, if you're interested in getting better, you know, if you really were looking yeah. to paint nice pieces and that kind of thing, it could be very cool. You know, to get in front of somebody that could help you out. Yes. You know, or give you a little. I shouldn't say help you out. Give you some feedback. Yeah. In that, in the, it's funny because. You go to a game store, you go to a tournament, you play your game, you're looking at a model's cool. You guys play. Some of us are really proud of our mm-hmm. models when we do it. Uh, and other people, they're not. But they got their army painted. Right. Oh, yeah. But this is definitely the opportunity oh, for the, the... The hobby side of, the, of this game <laughs> runs the gambit, man. Yeah, I mean, it really does. There are some people who just don't give a rip. Nope. And the only reason that their army is painted is because it has to be to play in the event. And their and then, their minimum three colors is right. truly bare. And then minimum. you have the other guy who's been working five years on his army and it's still on not completely the one finished. army. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's still not exactly. completely finished because you know it's That's being the part of it he loves. Done to that standard. Yes. Right. Uh I'm in the middle. Yeah. Right. Uh, I personally don't find myself having a lot of patience after a certain point in time with my, hey, with my miniatures, sure. yep. you know, um, I'm, I'm a player. I like to play in competitive yes. events and I want to get my stuff painted on the table, but I also want it to look good, but it doesn't need to look incredible because I'm, it's a playing piece. Yeah. It's, it's not a display piece. It's a playing piece. Exactly. And I have so many things that aren't painted. <laughs> I need to get done. Because yeah. if I take forever on each piece, things don't, you know, then my backlog grows faster than, yes. than my finished painting stuff. And I don't want that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, to have that at the GT this year is going to be amazing. Um, I'm super excited about that. Me too. Uh, I may have potentially picked up a model specific for it. Oh, you're going to enter? I am. Oh, I've been thinking about this as well. Um, I'm going to be entering a 30K model. Oh, really? I am. Do you have it picked out? Yes. Well, it's which one is already it? already at my desk. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh. Sanguinius. Do, do t- oh, sangu- 
you, you, you grab the model that, and you're not even going to play that force. I might end up playing oh, Blood Angels at some okay, point. Okay, this I, is the, this I is really the like thing that you thought about. Yeah, so I actually really like the Blood Angels. They're very cool. I, there's just something about because to me it's still the bad guy because space vampires. Vans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I, I get you. Um, I can honestly say that to me, Sanguinius is one of the coolest Primarchs. He really is. He really is. <laughs> I mean, and that model is sweet. Oh my god, it's gorgeous. It's very cool. Well, awesome. I'm looking really looking forward to seeing what you do with it. It's. I'm nervous. You, you should. I, be. I am nervous because of who it is. It's like yeah. I don't want to screw this. Oh, one and up. it's not a cheap miniature either. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, very cool. I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. I might have to. <laughs> I might have to match you and get a hold because right. I don't have Rogel Dorn yet. Oh. So okay. I, might, I might need to grab him, and that would be a very yeah. cool thing to do. Is That'd to, be kind of cool. We could each enter a Primark in the competition. Yep. You'd probably kick my ass, but I don't yeah, care. It doesn't matter. It's uh, but. <laughs> It's part of it. Right. Because it's the like, experience. It's the experience, and it's also that challenge against you. Right. Like, I know for a fact neither of us are going to be able to challenge each other at a game at the GT. No, that's for sure. That's, that's not going to happen. That's not happening, yeah. But this... This could happen. This is that yeah. fun little challenge. Right. And you're challenging yourself. Yes. Right? That's what this is about. Yep. You know, 100%. I, I know that I'm not going to... Like, if I if I were to enter... Yeah. Um, well, for one thing, I can't win anyway. Because um, <laughs> well, I'm one yeah. of the runners of the event. I mean, <laughs> but let's, let's pretend that I could. Sure. Right? Or say I enter the Golden Demon at, yep. at Adepticon. Yeah. I'm not winning the Golden Demon. Nope. No, I'm not. I mean, I'm just not. Yeah. You no. know, I, I don't put four weeks into a miniature. No. Right? You know, then that's like bare minimum of what it would take. Yeah. You, you know, or, I think, for me at least. You know, you look at yeah. these things that are winning that event and... I mean, it's an insane number of hours. Yeah. Right. And and that's, that's the Golden Demon. Right. It is what it is. It is what it is. And I, I've entered the Golden Demon before. Okay. A long time ago, probably, uh, oh, four. Okay. Somewhere in that range. Uh, And I made the cut with what I entered. I was so stoked that I made the cut. (laughs) Yeah. That was a huge accomplishment for me. Oh, definitely. You know, I knew I wasn't going to win, but I wanted to see if I could paint well enough to make the cut. And I was I was happy I did. Yeah. So that's what matters. Maybe uh maybe for this one, if I make if I make the cut if I make the cut, that'd be cool. <laughs> and if Dave tells me, you know, you would have won if you weren't one of the ones running this whole event, I'll, I'll feel good about that. <laughs> yeah, all right. But that's not happening. Well. <laughs> but we can all dream, right? Yes. Dream big. All right. So f- more in the news, we have, and as people listen to this, it will have already happened. Yep. Horus Heresy 2.0. It's the shell. Yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, the big news going on in the GW universe. Uh, oh, they've yeah. They've pretty much stopped everything else. Uh, yep. For the most part. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they uh, it's a huge release. Uh, it's a awesome-looking box set. It, yes. It, it's coming in a little heavy at about 300 bucks. Yep. But from all accounts, there's a lot of value to that 300 bucks as well. Uh, it's looking, uh, I was reading somewhere, maybe a friend of mine saw it, that they're estimating at around 3,000 points of that's miniatures in that box set, which is great. Yeah. 3,000, that's a legitimate army. Yep. I mean, it may not have all the bells and whistles that you're going to end up wanting. Well, no, but, but can, it gets you started 100% more than any other box set I, I can think of. You are up and running. You're up and running. You know, and 
you know, the vehicles and stuff in there. The Dreadnought's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's got the big, uh, oh, what's the Land Raider variant that they have in that thing? That massive. Can't remember off the tip of my tongue. Um, but it's the, uh, it's funny the Spartan, we're, it's the Spartan the, yeah. Assault Tank. That's what yeah. it is. Uh, which is the ginormous Land Raider. It's yeah. one of the most amazing models that they've ever come out with for <laughs> yeah. Horus Heresy, right? In resin, yeah. which I have one and it's already painted. You know, and now here it comes out and again in plastic. You know, and I'm like going, ah, eh, eh. <laughs> My resin one still looks awesome. And yes, after, it does. It, you won't be able to tell the difference when they're sitting on the table next to each yep. other. But yeah, so that's coming out. Uh, they have a super heavy tank coming out. Yeah. Um, trying to remember some of the other things they got: uh, heavy weapons sw- uh, box, a box set, a special weapons box set. Um, while not coming out in the initial release, but there's also word that the Leviathan Dreadnought's going to be coming out in plastic. Um, the Land Raider's going to be coming out in plastic again, not in the yep. initial release. Um, there also another really exciting thing is that they're going to make all the Primarchs available to your local gaming stores. Awesome. Uh, they have to order it through their website. Sure. But they can still get it, which is freaking cool. Yep. Um, yeah, they got uh, all kind of, all, all the Legion dice. You can get those mm-hmm. you know, through your stores as well. They're all, all special order stuff, but they're making it available. All stuff that you used to have to you know, do a direct order from Forge yeah. World to get, they're now going to make it available so you can get some of this stuff through your local gaming store which is which awesome because awesome then you don't have to pay the shipping you know um when we used to order from forage world semi-regularly we would all have to say okay well who wants to make an you know we'd have to pool our order together to yeah get over that shipping threshold right because shipping from the uk is so expensive you know, there's no sense on buying a $50 model if it's going to cost you 20 bucks to get it shipped to your door. Pretty much. It's rough. Yeah. So we would, what we would do is we would pool our resources together. Everyone wait till someone wanted something, and then we'd put an order in big enough, you know, to get the free shipping, and then, you know, we'd save that cost. Yeah. But now that your local store can get it, you just you get it at the store. call them up and say, hey, can I get a Rogel Dorn? Yep. So sure, you know, you'll get it in a couple of weeks. It's awesome. Yeah. It's very cool. I'm very excited. Yes. Uh, it's it's kind of funny. Like, 40K never, like, I have my sisters, mm-hmm. and I'm playing the game. Um, Age of Sigmar, tried it a while ago. Um, eventually, we're going to try it again. Right. Uh, but it didn't grab you. But it hasn't grabbed me. Right. When you first told me about Horus Heresy, when we first started doing this, and then mm-hmm. you showed me the books and everything, I was like, oh, well, that's kind of cool. I, and, and then it gets brought up again. And again, right. I'm like, wait, it's Civil War? Right. Okay, wait. And all of a sudden, I just started jumping into the lore, and it's like, I can't wait for this box. Yeah, the depth and the breadth yeah. of the background for the Horse Heresy is insane. Yes. It's insane. It's glorious. It's got it all, right? You <laughs> yep. know, it's got love. It's got hate. It's, you know. A little bit of betrayal. Just, 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 a just a little just, bit. It's all Lorgar's fault. <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it's very very cool. Uh, and one of the other things I'm very excited for you is to ex- get exposed to the Horse Heresy community. Yes, uh, because that is a one fantastic community out there. Those guys are the best guys, uh, and they just they're in it for all the right reasons. Yeah. And I don't see any reason why this would change that. Uh, no. The only thing is, I guess maybe if I was being a little pessimistic, it makes it 
more readily available, which might suck in some people that it wouldn't normally have sucked in. Sure. Because uh, you had to really want it before. Yeah. Like, you had to really go get it. Um, I think you're still going to have to really want it. Okay. I, I really feel that, like, okay, it's the new shiny, sure. Right. But it's not your 40K. No. This is a different game. It is a different game. And that's kind of the kind of the big draw to it, too. Right. And for me, and I'm basing this all on the last edition. Sure. I'm not speaking for the new edition, but I have a strong feeling it's going to be the same. Is when I first started getting into Horus Heresy, the reason that I was attracted to it is because, like, 7th, I think it was maybe 6th six, or 7th edition 40K, whichever one it was, was really starting to get bloated. Okay. And they were, they were doing some really stupid things with the rules, and it was really causing me a lot of frustration. Sure. Right? Because there was just, they were going in all kinds of directions, and they just threw any kind of caution to the wind about keeping the game in balance. <laughs> it was all like, you Still know. Still not in balance. <laughs> worse than ever. Yeah. Right? And what I've always loved about Horace Heresy is that the majority, granted there's a couple minor exceptions, but they're not a big deal, is that the majority of the armies are drawing from the same resources to yeah. build their lists. Yep. So the game is inherently balanced because everyone's running off the same exact point structure, for the most part. Yes. Um, and now, you know, your different legions have their own little, little Each of the legions have flare. their own little flair, but little it's flare. not game-breaking. It's not. No, it's game-tweaking. Yep. Not, not game breaking. Um, and I just really, really like that. Yeah. Um, and I just like, I just like it. You're, you're on the, like a level playing field, right? Yeah. And I guess 40 K shouldn't matter to me, but for some reason it does. Um, sure. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but you know, well, and, it, it affects different people in different ways. Right. Like you are a competitive player. I, well, I am, but I, less so when I play Horus Heresy. Sure. But as a competitive player in 40K, you're going to whichever army is top tier. 100%. If you're a competitive player right, in 40K, right. that's where you're going. A competitive player would do that, yes. Yes. I am a casual gamer. Right. I want to play the game to have fun. Right. 40K loses me. I could see that. Because... I found the sisters because I like the aesthetic and I like their story. Right. Well, they weren't doing so hot when I picked them up. Yeah, they're they're and fine. They're fine. They're mid tier. Yeah, they're yeah. mid tier. But right. But that part doesn't matter to me. Right. But I go to play a buddy, and he's like, "Oh no, I can't play yet. I've got to go get this and this for this top tier list." And I'm like, "Dude, I just want to play a game right. for fun. I'm not going to give you a top tier list of fun, dude. <laughs> nope, not you're, at all. You're wasting your time. We're not going to have a good time. if, no. if you do that, right." But with Horace Heresy and the way it's set up, yes, we can have that casual fun because right. we're going to have that because somebody's got to teach me how to play the game. True. But you can also do the events wherever they're at and mm -hmm. be involved in a tournament style, but it's not going to be the same community as 40K. Oh, very! it's very different. Yes. It's extremely different. Which and and awesome. I would even say that you're not even you're not even going to a Horus Heresy tournament. You're, you're going, going to a Horus Heresy event. event. Yeah. Honestly. And the, and that's what games like this should be. Right. 
Yeah, that's exactly what it should be. Yeah. And that's what this community is. And I'm, I'm very proud of that community. Yeah. And that's, that's why I don't think the pessimist part of it's going to draw Sure. It's going to draw in a few people that think that be they're going to be. Yeah, there'll be some. But they'll fall out of it. I hope so. When they realize it's not. That's not what they're looking yeah. for. Yeah. Hopefully so. Yeah. Yeah. When they come up with their, their three color minimum force yep. and they're looking at the stuff that's <laughs> just blowing them off the table. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, the, that's what they'll find. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, well, cool. Uh, another small thing in the news too, is that they're starting to show rumors of the new uh, Sylvaneth book for Ooh. Age of Sigmar. Uh, that's looking like it's going to be pretty interesting. I'm very excited. So is to that going to be next year's army for you? Probably not. <laughs> uh, I, I'd be lying if I tell you told you I wasn't interested. Yeah, uh, I've always really liked the aesthetic of that army. Sure, uh, it's very appealing to me from an aesthetic point of view. Oh yeah, um, I just have still too many projects on the back burner to <laughs> commit to doing something else. Makes sense. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think I got in in my queue. I got three full Age of Sigmar armies. Oh, I need to get done. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Right, and then uh, one and a half conquest armies as well. Yep. So yeah, I'm not <laughs> I'm not buying anything completely new for a while. For a while. Yep. Unless so, something changes, something will grab me off. <laughs> if free cities drops for conquest, I, yeah, that's, that's happening. That's happening. Yeah, I've already declared. I've already claimed that that purchase is gonna is gonna happen. Um. But yes, but for AOS, I'm um, I'm sitting tight right now. I have good. a pretty good range of things. Oh, well, yeah, and I have some projects to to build into. Uh, so I'm right not, I'm not in a rush to go out and get a new project. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's it for the news. That is all right. Hang on, and we will be back with some hobby time. Yay. Acropolis Games is your home for every one of your nerdy needs. We offer an inviting and friendly atmosphere for you to play your favorite games and experience new ones. With a range of tournaments, learn-to-play events, hobby nights, leagues, and much more, Acropolis is your one-stop shop. Acropolis Games was founded in 2015 to provide a one-of-a-kind tabletop gaming community experience where all gamers are welcome. Whether you are brand new to tabletop games or looking to return after a hiatus, we have you covered. We invite you to join us in Adrian, Michigan and help make our community even better. Everyone is welcome and we look forward to meeting new friends. Hey, Jeff. What? <laughs> Guess what time it is. I don't know. What time is it? Oh, it's hobby time! It's hobby oh, time! Hi. <laughs> Again! Every time. Every time it's hobby time. Welcome to Hobby Time, Rick. Yes. What's new on the workbench? Well, so last episode, mm -hmm. I, I gave my challenge myself the challenge to finish uh, a little Angels of Death display right and on. paint the models and get it set up. They're not done. Sad. Um, yeah. Boo. Um, nope. Oh. Nope. I'm perfectly okay with it. So I've got them blocked in the colors. Mm-hmm. Um, so the episode, what I realized was you can't paint these, the traditional, they're blood angels. Okay. You can't paint them like the traditional ones because the entire show really is a black and white show. Oh yes. And no. the red is the pop. Yes. So in setting them up and doing that, I realized that 
I need to back up and take it from that black and white and grayscale stage first. Okay. Um, so I also found some older scenery pieces from, I believe, like third edition. All right. So you're going to make like, kind of like a diorama? So I'm going to make a diorama of it. In, in, specifically. The, in the grayscale. Yeah. All with right. the grayscale. So I kind of cool idea. backed up on it. Um, and I did. Yeah. Like, I could have finished. I could have just kept going with it. And sure. I could have actually had a finished project this year. This week. Whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. But I realized I wanted more out of it. And. Take it back and do it the way I want to do. Because this isn't this isn't for a game. Yeah, this, this is just this a, is just a, a fun it's project. It's a passion to do. project. Yeah. Sounds like something you can enter into the squad entry at the GT. Uh, potentially. Yeah. We'll see. Cool. <laughs> um and then I randomly I grabbed another space marine because, well, most of my hobby time has actually been either reading mm. or listening to other podcasts oh, or really? li- li- uh, checking out uh, Facebook groups and Discord and everything on Horace Heresy. Oh, <laughs> so there's a, a theme to your research. Yeah, there I might see. be a little bit. I see. Um, and, of course, like, this was actually... So we were in the same area. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were both in... Grand Rapids for right. tournaments. <laughs> very different tournaments. Very, very distant. Most of my hobby time on the other side of it mm-hmm. has been um, towards my daughter with her volleyball. Yeah. Um, so she had the States tournament, which is like 180, 190 teams. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, in Grand Rapids at seven different venues. Is that like Grand Valley or something? Um, Grand Valley. We were at... A oh, it was all center. over the place in Grand Yeah, Rapids? there's okay. like seven or eight well, different I guess with that venues. Many teams there have to be right, and it's played in. There's the gold bracket, the silver bracket, and the bronze bracket. Sure, and it all gets juggled around. And you might have started here, but you might end over here. All these different venues, sure. So last year, her team, without Rachel and the other one of the other girls, they took sixth or seventh in the bronze category. All right, that's good. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, that many teams, that's still yeah. very respectable. Right. This year, they were in the gold bracket and took fourth. Well, they tied for fourth. That's great. Um, they went four and two. Um, so, yeah, I had a lot more energy in that tournament going on. Yeah. <laughs> for So, it was kind of a busy two weeks. Yeah, that's very cool. Yes, it was a lot of fun. But I, I didn't see a post about you until Sunday. Which really sucked, because I yeah. totally would have been able to come over and see you. <laughs> yeah, you should have popped by. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, that was that pretty much sums up my hobby time. All right. Brief. Brief. <laughs> brief. Okay. Uh, well, my hobby time, Steve, my, my goals <laughs> was to finish the Norse table. And I get a look at it right Check. now. <laughs> Check. Check. Uh, now, I, I got to say um, that... It's big. <laughs> It is very large. Uh, what are we going to say? 12 inches wide by 18 inches long? Yeah. And 10 inches tall? Maybe a foot? T- no, about 10 inches. Yeah, it's about 10 inches, Yeah, give or take. Right. Uh, it's it's a big piece. And <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy with how it turned out. Oh, yeah. Um, very pleased. The whole table is going to look really good. I'll be uh, putting up a TikTok video, and I'll probably link that to, right to our Facebook group uh, of the whole table. Not just yes. that piece, but the whole table. So, yeah, I knocked that out. I knocked out a couple of the tree bases. And so that was this two weeks uh, hobby progress. Yep. Uh, that said, my my hand got very cramped. Um, <laughs> yeah. Air, airbrushing that whole thing, man. That was um, yeah. That was a lot of airbrushing. Um, yeah, my hand was 
really worn out. Oh, I'm sure it was. Because uh, it was about two nights under yeah. sitting at the airbrush for four hours per night. Wow. Yeah, it was a lot, a lot of airbrushing. Um, it was pretty hilarious is that. So for the wood color, uh, I used the um, Vallejo uh, leather. Okay. That's the color that yeah. is. And then I just throw a Agrax, Agrax Earth, Earth Shade. shade wash on top of it so it darkens it up yep uh, because i kind of find that if you go to with like a darker wood colored paint after you throw the earth shade on yeah there, it makes it too dark too dark yeah um so this allows you to kind of see the wood grain and stuff like that so yeah that this piece of terrain when i started it <laughs> the bottle was brand new and <laughs> yeah. i i threw the bottle away when i was done because yep. it was empty you know, so that was. I yeah, believe it. I pushed, this thing's a, huge. pushed a lot of paint on on that sucker, and yeah, um, the you know the thatch on the top wasn't obviously nearly as much, but sure. still a lot. Yeah, and plenty uh, of thatch on that. But I was using a a monument paint for that. That's okay. the monument golden brown. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and then I mean they call it brown, but it's it's a dirty yellow, really. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, I went through. A, between all of the buildings, I probably burned burned through a whole bottle of that, just about two. <laughs> so yes, yeah, a lot of yeah. work, but it looks good. I thought it I think the stonework on the on the base. Yeah, I love the stonework. Uh, the building around. turned out really nice. Um, and yeah, I'm super happy with it. I'm I'm excited to take it for a spin Friday night. Oh yeah, it hasn't been played on yet, and uh, it's, so that's the plan on Friday yeah, night. You're playing on it, yeah. So, um, so up in my in my ho- hobby room here, uh, I regularly host games yep friday nights usually are our night of the week that we play i have two permanent tables up here and then i have the ability to add a third um table that can be broken down yeah. right oh a portable table yeah and so then i have one of my tables has a really cool uh stained glass light over it that my mom yes, did for does. me oh your mom did yeah that. she's in the stained glass yeah so my dad built the frame that's and, cool. and my mom did the, the glass work right on so yeah, it's very cool, and uh, so that's kind of table A. Yep. And so that's the table I I usually play on because that's where all my dice and books and stuff are at. And so whatever table I finished most recently is on table A, and then yeah. the second most recent is on table B. Yep. So both tables are getting a new set of terrain this weekend. Right on. So yeah, the uh, guys coming up should be pretty stoked to be playing on some new stuff. They better be. Well, yeah, because <laughs> it so. looks sweet. Right. I hope so. Uh, so yeah, so I got that done and then I also put in some extra credit work. Yes, you did. So I finished a beast of chaos Gorgon. Uh, I'm looking to, uh, I think, well, this last weekend I played in a age of Sigmar event yes. out at far Harbor gaming in grand Rapids. Had a really good time. Uh, the, one of the owners, Jesse, I I've known for a little while now playing in various events that he's run out in grand Rapids, but now he's sure. opened up his own store. So I was very interested to check it out and, you know, and show my support by going out there yeah, and, definitely. and playing in his event and, you know, bringing a little bit of, of business his way. Um, I like to shop. It's nice. Uh, cool. You know, they're, they're kind of a little bit of work in progress still. You sure. Know, he's got, I think he, I, I'd safely say it's about 70% done. Okay. So he's got like a it's not too bad. an adjacent space that he's still working on. And then there's a, a some space in the back that he's working on as well. 
But his main retail area is up and running, and he's got five or six game tables in there. Well, I think six. Okay, okay. And, you know, he's still working on the product. He's growing. Uh, he wants to get more stuff, but people got to buy the stuff he's got before he can start I, yep. doing that, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if you're out in the Grand Rapids area or, you know, you ever head out that way, go check him out. Far Harbor Gaming, you can find him on Facebook. It's on 28th Street, I believe. He's in. Uh, so I literally could have game down. Oh, really? You're on 28th? The tournament was on 28th that's Street. That's hilarious. Like, and the hotel we were at was on 28th. Oh, that's, and it was like, <laughs> that's really, come on. That's really funny. Um, but yeah, yeah, his place is worth checking out. He's a great guy. Uh, his heart's in the right place. Right on. He's a, a big community guy. Uh, he's also one of the guys that's running our 40K team event at the GT. Sweet. So he and, and another one, one of the guys out there are teaming up to run that event. Uh, so anyway, uh, the Gorgon was a piece I had been putting into that army in my latest yeah. build. So I, I had never painted one before. For my, I've had him for three or four years now. <laughs> uh, he's always been kind of lackluster in performance. So I was never, even though I always thought the model was cool, I was never, he was Just never high right. on my priority list, yeah. right? Um, so with this latest rendition of the book, you know, it kind of kind of got a, a bit of an update. Okay. In a with a white dwarf update article, sure, uh, and that kind of breathed some life into the army. I uh, gave them a couple of abilities that have brought their competitive level up. So instead of being trash, now they can at least perform. Yeah, if especially if the the pilot's pretty decent pilot. Um, well, I saw your record. I'm pretty sure it had a decent. Pilot. Oh, I did. I did okay. <laughs> he yeah, did okay. I, yeah, I ended, up, I ended up winning the event. Not, I mean, yeah, it was a small event though. There's sure, only, only nine people. Yeah, uh, but I, yeah, I was able to go undefeated. I was the only undefeated player. Um, and the Gorgon, he didn't perform overly well, but he wasn't horrible either. He's all right. They've they've reduced his points far enough where. Whatever he gives you is just cool, you know. Just because he, <laughs> yeah. he, he looks so. He is. Awesome. He's a gorgeous model. He's impressive looking. Uh, he, he's very easy to kill. He doesn't have any kind of armor. I mean, he, he does. Well, I mean, he does, sure. but it doesn't matter. Matter. <laughs> no. uh, the enemies just kind of blow right through him. Yeah. Um, but you know, he looks intimidating. It works, and, and he's fun to move across the table. Uh, so yeah, I finished him up, and then I also did uh, a cockatrice for the same army, and that was using. Uh, Rob from Honest War Gamer, he had that Slap Chop article I think yep. we talked about recently. Yeah, we did. And so I decided I wanted to try <clears throat> his method out, and so I followed his instructions per the letter. So what I did is I took this cockatrice, I primed it black, and then I took a like a light gray dry okay. brush, heavily dry brushed the whole model. Yep. And then I followed that up with a light dry brush of white. So the whole thing was basically in a big gray, yep, gray tone, grayscale, yeah, grayscale, yeah. So after that was done, I went ahead and I took contrast paints from Games Workshop and picked out the colors I wanted for the various parts of the model sure. and just painted those right over the dry brush, you know, areas that I wanted. Yeah, and so basically, it just it makes the contrast do more contrasty things. Yeah. Right. The recesses are darker than they would be normally. Uh, yep. The highlights are brighter than they would be normally, uh, and it's just kind of a way to kind of cheat the system, if you know what I'm saying. Short. It's a shortcut. It's a shortcut. Right. Um, but it's also a shortcut. I mean, 
You already told me that model took you 90 minutes. Right, it took me 90 minutes. It's great. It took me 90 minutes to paint. I'm very happy for 90 minutes. Uh, That being said, I think some of it's too dark. So that, yeah, I mean, so obviously I've seen quite a few of your minis. Right. And that is, that is a darker mini than most any other. Oh, for me especially. Yeah. Right. I don't, I don't do dark generally. I, I like, I like bright. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I want to try it again. I don't, I don't know what project I'm going to try it on next, but sure. I will try it again sooner than later. And something that I'm not desperate to have match a certain thing, you know, that was one nice thing about this piece. While it is part of an overall army, it looks like nothing else in the army. It's very, oh, it's very okay. much a standalone, standalone beast. Unit. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't have skin tones I needed to match, <laughs> or, you know, or anything like yeah. that, right? Because he's just a, a monster yeah a wild monster cockatrice right and so i was able to kind of have free reign or if it looked a little different than my normal style it wasn't going to be a big deal uh but that being said next time i'll try it but instead of using black i'll use like a medium gray darker gray somewhere in that range and then do the same dry brush you know light gray white you know like i think go from there so that my base isn't quite so dark and i think i'll be happier with the results but Time will tell. We'll see. Yeah, definitely. Right on. Yeah. So, yeah, so what's, two, two weeks till we record again. Two weeks till we record again. What's on um, your list? So the Blood Angels are going to stay on the list. Right on. Uh, they're going to stay on the list because I think I'm done with sports after this weekend. Ooh. Um, yeah, it's a little summer break. I, a little summer break from... The sporting events. Right. Um, there's still one-on-one training and all sure. that kind of stuff going on, but... I think because my son is doing a basketball camp this week, mm-hmm. and then he has his last soccer games this weekend. Oh, great. So I think I'm good. <laughs> so the Blood Angels are going to stay on the list. Um, trying to think what's on my table that I, I really should get painted. I have some scenery for Dead Zone I need to get painted. Okay. Uh, Scenery is a great thing to put on. Well, yeah, because Brian's actually got a tournament coming up um, at Bastion Games that we talked about last Mm -hmm. time um, that he needs a scenery piece. Okay. You can Uh, help him out. Yeah. I think I should probably get that done. (laughs) Because I've got plenty. If he's counting on you, that'd be nice. Well, he's not counting on me. Oh, okay. But he kind of hinted at it. Ah. Because he knows I have... uh, Dead Zone's on a two-by-two. Right. 3D scenery. But I've got like six tables worth. Oh, okay. He only had, at the point of us having this conversation, four tables. Uh, he needs a little bit more. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah, I got a couple new pieces, so. Hook him up. Yeah, I think I'll, some scenery for Dead Zone and All Blood right. Angels. so Blood Angel unit in, in yep. grayscale slash red. Yep. And a Dead couple, a couple train yeah. pieces for Dead Zone. Very nice. All right, so I am going to be a little conservative this week. Because I have a, this table just got finished. Yep. So it's time to start the next table. Yep. I already have it planned out what I'm doing. Uh, cool. This is not a 3D printed table. This is actually going to be oh mostly the new Realm of Beasts. Uh, was it uh, the Thon, Thondia? Thondian? I think that's what Thondian? This is the Tra- stuff you showed me, the box is, stuff. Yep, yeah. This is the box stuff I showed okay. you. So I'm starting that project. Um, none of it's assembled. So that's going to be a big portion of this two weeks is yep. assembling all the pieces. And my I, I'll be happy if I get one piece knocked out. Okay. 
Um, I, th- I think that's reasonable. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll crank it up over the next couple episodes after that. Right on. Uh, I also have uh, a couple small commission pieces that I owe a buddy of mine before the event we're doing at the end of the June. Yep. Uh, so that's got to be pretty high up my priority list. But <laughs> yeah, they're small. They're small. It's, I'll, I'll knock them out. Easy. Yeah, in a couple couple days. So it shouldn't be shouldn't be too bad. Right on. Yeah. So you can do that. Uh, also, uh, I thought I'd put a little update out over um, our New Year's resolutions. Yes. So my New Year's resolution was to paint 200 models this year. Yep. Uh, as of this board getting finished, I am at 107. Oh, wow. Yep. Doing all right. Doing all right. So I, am, <laughs> I am on pace. Cool. Uh, that being said, uh, what got me to 107 was I've had to paint a lot of small infantry uh, Yeah. for my Deepkin Army yep. for that event I played in a couple month, uh, last month. So I don't know if I have any other projects like that that is going to cause me to crank <laughs> out a large number of small models, which really help to hit these totals, uh, yeah. right? Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what's around the corner. Yeah. So, um, you have any updates for your resolution? No, I didn't even think about that until okay. you said that. <laughs> I didn't, didn't mean to drop a bomb on yeah, you. Yeah, that was a drop. And I'm like, no, I have a little, oh, I have a little notepad in my, yeah. in my phone that I keep track. When I finish stuff off, I enter uh, it in there. Okay. Um, I also keep track of models purchased versus models painted because my yep. goal for every year is to finish more than I purchase. Yeah. No, um, you know, painting all the terrain for the GT does kind of throw a, a fork in that a little bit because not everything I painted really goes to, into my log. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. It's still kind of just a, you know, it's a point of pride. Yep. So yeah, that's it for me. All right. All right, man. Well, Hey, it's been a fun episode. It has been. So next episode is number 20. 20. Yep. And I'll forget. <laughs> I'll say I'll come up here going, hey, we're on 19. Yeah, at least you're consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> All right, gamers. Take care, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. Have a good night. This episode is brought to you by Evolution Games, a tabletop gaming store located just off of West Saginaw Highway in Delta Township. We have a huge inventory of board games, card games, miniature games, role-playing games, and all of the accessories you might need, as well as ample gaming space. Yeah.